too. You got a joke for them, Santi? Apparently not at the moment. Oh, yeah, I do. What is it? What did the... Come here over here. You got to come over here and tell it. Oh, okay. What did the husband bee say to the wife bee? What? Honey, I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here. I'll be back. Try the veal. Tip your waitress. Hello, this is the 55 One Podcast. I'm the 55. My... <laughs> do it, do it. Stick do, with it. Do you want me Stick to do it? it my point ones are uh, Corey Shreppel, Mark Fangmeyer, Rodrigo Sanchez de Maria. Uh, hello, my good friends. How are you? <laughs> Doing I'm well. Westberdine, by the way. I'm the I'm the 55 Westberdine. We are the point ones. Yeah, yeah. we're like the O'Neaters. The, <laughs> the Bienvenidos al cinco Um. Hey, hey, everyone. Um, welcome to the podcast. It's been a couple of weeks. We had uh, Michael Vang last week uh, from the uh, the Forward Madison. Oh, you got beer delivered, Rodrigo? Man. Two beers delivered. Oh. Nubia, Nubia. Nubia. Oh, man. <laughs> Look at me grab my own hams like a sucker. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, 20 plus years, you know, that's what it gets you. Yeah. Yeah. How many years? Uh, we got married in 2001. Okay. So. 2001. That's what, yeah. <laughs> she always yells at you from a long distance. That's how we show actual love for each other. Uh, well, congratulations. Um, yeah. All right. I don't know where we were going with this podcast. Anyway, let's talk about soccer. Um, we've got the the non Minnesota stuff. We'll hit just off off the top. Um, the the big announcement. Uh, the the Announcement that made scuffed podcasts go crazy. Yunus Musa, who's a 18-year-old, right? He's a very young uh, central midfielder for Valencia. He committed to the U.S. men's national team. Uh, um, the great thing about him is, you know, he he qualifies for the U.S. team because his uh, his mother was on vacation in New York and had him, and then like they moved to Italy, and it was you know. Wait, is man. that actually the case? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that I wouldn't is make fantastic. That. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, man, keep this natural born citizenship thing forever if it's helping us like that. <laughs> Just, I know, man. Um, no, it's great. It's it's big news. I don't know if anyone has any specific comments to make about it. Um, I, I I gather. I mean, I watch a ton of Valencia. Let me tell you this. Um, just kidding. I don't know what to say about it other than what other podcasts have said about it. So I don't want to take up any other time it's it's just it's nice to see a, a player that has some of like the, the the kind of the pedigree that he does and and like the hype around him somebody that that they picked us for once i mean yeah it feels it, it, nice it, it certainly is reminiscent of Sergio dest but not quite the uh level of level of success of, of the capture yeah um 
the the big MLS news this week was uh, Blaise Matuidi, um, who was signed by Inter Miami. I believe uh, everyone last year was like, "Oh, that's very interesting that they were able to to sign him so cheap." Hmm. And uh, this week, MLS announced that it was investigating itself, investigating uh, Inter Miami, possibly signing him <laughs> illegally. And um, that's very wild. Uh, Mark, do you, you what, what what do you gather about this? Yeah, the the best part about this is just what MLS will do, because it seems pretty obvious that something fishy went on to get him to sign a TAM deal for, you know, a guy who's was just at the World Cup, you know, spent a ton of time with Juventus, like definitely not a TAM player. And the thing is, like, if they decide that, like, yeah, he, you know, they broke the roster rules, then that just essentially means that Miami has been playing with four DPs since he arrived. I love that they and, cheated their way to like what tenth place or something. Yeah, and and the best part going forward is like, well, what are the consequences if they do figure this out and they figure they choose? What are the consequences going to be? Is it going to be like a slap on the wrist kind of fine to the owners for doing it? And then do they get to keep the roster as is, which means? whatever the fine amount would be is essentially what the going rate is to purchase the opportunity to have a fourth DP on your roster. And so it, it'll be very interesting. Or are they going to like require them to like, you know, put him out, like release him or, you know, buy out his contract or, and if not, what's going to happen. And if they do keep him on, like um, that would also mean that um, God, what's the name? They're the 20 year old that they first signed um, Pellegrini is signed to a young DP uh, um, contract. But if they already have three full uh, over 25 DPs, then that means that the young money thing doesn't count for them anymore. So it totally screws up that as well. So it's the it's not so much going to be like, you know, what whether they did it. And if it's going to be like if they did do it, what are the consequences going to be? Because that's going to be fun to sort out for MLS. I just want to know what what LA Galaxy has to say about this whole thing, right? Because LA Galaxy was the first one to to be messing with rosters and and money, and 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 now Inter Miami is doing it, and so I, I don't. Here's think what they have to say: they have to say you should be smarter about cheating. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> we we, we are do. the better cheaters. We yeah. are the better cheaters. I think it's, and even with the Galaxy, like they still had to, um, you know, whatever the Santos, wh- yeah, who's Gio, the, what Giovanni the, Dos Santos, when they had. When they had four yeah. DPS before the season, they had to get rid of Gian. They had to buy him out. Yeah. Um, uh, my hope, my thing is, I think that they should send, uh, they should send, Iguain to FC Cincinnati. That should be their punishment. They have to <laughs> that's pay a the fine. Thing. That's everyone, just the punishment. Everyone just has Cincinnati, to to Cincinnati. gets Iguain. It's not very fair. What to if Iguain, what but. if the actual punishment is that David Beckham has to wear off the shelf denim? Oh, oh my God. He's got to wear, they've got to put him in um, uh, like Target brand mom jeans. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. I want to see him in like a pair of pleated Dockers. <laughs> <laughs> the Dockers will throw money at him. Oh, yeah. oh With Crocs. Because I mean, <laughs> and it's socks. hot in, in Miami. Like, you you, you got to let those feet breathe. Oh. Here's the thing too. Is, have any of you ever watched uh, Club de Cuervos? Mm-mm. No. This is totally uh, what happens in this on this podcast. So. Yeah, because it totally happens in the show. They buy a a, a a high level player from from Spain, 
spend the whole whole money that they had for Russia on that on that one player, and it just turns out super bad, super funny. But the thing is, they spent four times, and it's then it still didn't turn out well. Um, let's move on to uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Um, Eric Lamella scored a goddamn beautiful Rabona in the first half of the North London Derby. He's um, he scored a Rabona before. I, I distinctly remember that. Champions means, League, like two thousand something. Yeah, mine's in my memory. Sixteen. So it's, it's missing, yeah. but um, uh, which only just tells me that he's terrible. But every once in a while, scores amazing goals. Um, I didn't see the second half, which means it didn't exist. So. Congratulations on your draw, Spurs. Um, uh, the um, Minnesota, the Gopher women are um, now 3-1-2. and two. Um, our, our comrade, uh, Matt Pravatsky, has been calling the games on whatever channel it is on. What channel is it on? BTN. I, BTN? Isn't that, uh, yeah, Big Ten Plus? It's not a Big Ten network, so it's on like the one that you have to buy an additional subscription to in addition to your cable subscription. That sounds awesome. I don't have Yeah. It. Love the plus. Um, every yeah. once in a while, we've put it on at the bar so that people can watch, but I usually have to eat, like subscribe that day or, or use Pravatsky's uh, code. But uh, and <laughs> <laughs> So the Gophers are doing, they're, they're doing well. Anyone want to add anything? No, I just like following their Twitter account. I think it's fun. It's like the only Gopher team that I'm like remotely invested in. Yeah, and I'm Equal Time like, Soccer has fun. been doing lots of great content with yeah with uh, lots of the players. They had a really good uh, comeback win against Northwestern a couple of weeks ago, and that was yep. that was really impressive. So hopefully, you know, they keep on doing the same thing, and who knows, we may be in another um, BTN Big Ten Championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, this, what we're going to talk about, um, Governor Walter's, uh, announcement about attendance, uh, in a little bit in the second segment, but in the Waltz presser last week, he was talking about, um, Alliance and the idea that Alliance is likely going to host a matchup of, I believe it is world cup proportions is what he described in September. Um, in, in talking to a few people, um, Colin Solberg, our friend is, is the one who brought this to my attention. In talking to a few people, it seems like you know, we've got some World Cup qualifiers that start in September. It seems like the most likely one is uh, the the winner, I believe, of US, of Canada versus Haiti, or Canada. It's either Canada or Haiti, or it's the winner of two. I'm I'm blanking now, but um, yeah, it's Canada or Haiti. But uh, the U.S. hosting Canada in Minnesota sounds like it, that would be a a pretty fantastic. My God, so much flannel. Yeah. Oh my God. Just and Dean St. Clair and goal. Oh God, that would be oh, tearing up my heart. Because I think there wasn't there some sort of I don't know if it's, I, I don't know where I read it that um, Dean St. Clair is on the um, the the reason that he's not on the U twenty three roster for Canada. So he can qualify be because he's been promised to be on the uh, senior team. Yeah. Yep. I think yep. he's still going to be the number two. But, Still, um, yes, Rodrigo. It was a it was a Backstreet Boy line. The, the man uh, actually wasn't that in sync. Tearing up my heart. I don't know. I don't know. It was a you boy Google band. it while I move to the next thing. Um, no, we're done. Matt Axelson. This is just a, a question he he threw in there or, or comment. 
that I want to throw into this initial thing, which is uh, saying not a question, but would you mind highlighting the work of Access Amingos and let folks know to reach out to me about potential Accessa Loons group? Um, so did you guys see this? Accessa Lingos, do you know this? Yes, um, it's awesome. Yeah, I think it's amazing. So it's a supporters group uh, in Madison um, put together, like based around accessibility, um, supporters group geared toward fans with disabilities and working with the team and with the um, the flock, et cetera, on kind of issues of just, yeah, of, of accessibility among the fans and, and at the stadium. It's pretty cool. Um, so Matt, I know, has been uh, very vocal. Well, he just works in disability services and uh, and he's been very vocal about trying to get great access at the stadium. If you are interested in talking about that and kind of join, starting a group with Matt or being part of a group focusing on issues of accessibility, talk to Matt Axelson, Axelson on Twitter, or I can always give you an email address if you reach out to me at MW Axelson. So A-X-E-L-S-O-N. I'll retweet it too. Um, go, go find him. Matt's a, cool dude as well so you can like not feel bad about following a weirdo let's take a break and uh let's come back and we'll, we'll talk about some minnesota united stuff back on the 55 one podcast i am wes these are my comrades let's see We've got some preseason dates that launched this week or, or were announced in the last couple of weeks. Um, none of them are going to be televised and none of them are going to have any fans in them. So there is no preseason. March 27th. Against it does, I mean, it's, in, it's very similar to like the, if the tree falls in the woods and no one's around. Does it even happen? It doesn't. Yeah. I imagine there are some logistics. Well, obviously there's logistics about fans and everything. But I just... um. It's so funny every year. I know we've got a full month now, but it is so funny every year when there's just like no hype and you're like, well, it's also funny too, is that like one of the reasons why there's no streams is because that MLS rules only allow, I think it's like a 75, 55 or 75 mile radius for people to be able to access the free stream. So even if you, yeah. you can't just throw it up on your website, you actually have to do like a, geo whatever kind of thing for it as well it's just yep. so stupid it, it's so dumb it's related to their broadcast rights and it's ridiculously stupid because like they don't even have to work that hard like they, all they got to do is like put up a static wide shot and just play it like like even that is fine but they're just, they're just not going to do it but i am looking it is uh march 27th against charleston battery the 31st against the crew. That'll be interesting to not watch. And then uh, the third against Cincinnati. And then April 9th against or, against Orlando City, who we won't play. And then Orlando will self-declare themselves the winner. That's, like they did last and, season. And, yeah. and, and they're going to go to Pottery Barn and get a plate. And then they're going to Sharpie their names on it. And it's going to be great. And they're going to win the plate. Yeah, exactly. They'll win the, the Pottery Barn plate. Well, I'm very excited to not watch these games. Uh, so, anyway, I, like I get that there's always logistics, but it, it it just it does kind of like surprise me every year when when we start getting toward the season, and uh, you know, one of our roles is partially 
to be um, part of the hype, but also to experience the hype as, as podcasting about it. And it's like, I don't know, I guess there's soccer going to come. And then like the week of the, the first game, I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's, there's soccer. I forgot. We got this guy, Johnny Agudelo. Have you heard about him? So um, the season openers, th- this is good news. Games we actually can watch, uh, kind of. Um, 16th of April, uh, Friday, 8.30 p.m., in Seattle, it is a rematch of the the great pantsing that happened in in Seattle. Uh, so um, that one, you know, you can watch obviously if you have Fox Sports North. <laughs> no, it's on FS1. So you oh, can it's a national it's a national oh, broadcast. It's a national. Hey, congratulations! Yeah. We can, so you can, can actually watch it, watch it if you yeah. have a you know any sort of a streaming cable package. Excellent. Okay. Um, you know, the next, the, the home opener then is April 24th, Saturday, 7 PM at home to Real Salt Lake. Um, before we talk about the, the access in the stadiums, and all these things, just the, the matchups of Seattle and then, uh, Real Salt Lake. Um, do you, do you feel good about this? Are these good ways to start the season? I mean, it's actually interesting how like similar we are to Seattle, because we're both going to be without our starting left winger from last year. We should have Miguel Ibarra no, neither, the first neither team half has for replaced uh, Seattle in the second half for us. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, going to Cleveland is kind of like an injury. So Columbus, it's all the same. It's Ohio. Who's in Columbus? Wait, when are we going to Columbus? Kevin Molino. Oh. Oh. Okay. Because we're out. Anyway, yeah. so jokes don't That's a work. Bad joke. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, that was, it's I mean, not working. I mean, good jokes work. God damn yeah. you, Corey. <laughs> yeah. Listen, oh. I'm just going to go know, back just, to my cookies. Yeah. I'm going to go watch your cookies. Good and girls with my wife and in the background. Um, okay. So, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, my, my thought actually on Seattle is that with losing Jordan Morris, they are going to be similar to us in that we are not. Uh, going to be the the squad that we're out with in June is going to be better than the squad we're out with in uh, April. Um, that usually is the case, uh, but I think that it, it bodes well in that um, you know we could at least take advantage of of uh, a, a Seattle team that was heavily dependent dependent upon Jordan Morris. And and it's also the story is kind of nice, you know. They knocked us out in the last three minutes of the semifinal. Bet Adrian Heath is totally bu- uh, pumped to be talking about. He is just the same. He is just like getting a funnel. Harrison is holding a funnel and just pouring Pinot Gris right down it, and he is just getting <laughs> jacked. You guys, this. I mean, if we had just had uh, didn't have those, um, you know, two extra days of not having rest, and we, mm-hmm. I mean, we couldn't have used subs or anything. It's no. fine. No, yeah. they actually allow this. The a change in MLS is that this year they allow substitutions. So, holy um, shit, we're we're done. We're we're winning the cup. And then we also like you know you never know what you're going to get with them. You either going to get someone who are surprisingly good or uh, or a team that is expectantly bad. Um, so I, I think I'm I'm a feeling pretty good about these i'm glad to have uh, a home game back so soon uh, i'm i've been missing soccer so much and speaking of minnesota they are going to allow fans in stadiums that was uh, as mentioned with the the um, waltz press conference last week he said that um we can basically have uh 50 
uh, or sorry, 25% capacity essentially. Um, but then the math works out with, um, stadiums over 500 seats, you get 500 plus the 25%. Anyway, it's about 5,350 seats. It's basically the math worked out. So the twins could get 10,000 people in their stadium on opening day and still look empty. Yeah. I mean, it'll look, it'll look great. Um, I'm excited. I think it's going to be, it'll be interesting to see how they roll out um, a lottery system, a rotation um, for season ticket holders. I think, I, I can't imagine that these will go on, on sale to the public. I think I would have to imagine that'll yeah. go to season ticket holders. Um, and they, uh, they could resell if they need to, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see what we learn in the next two to three weeks, especially if, there is any option or opportunity to roll back those restrictions even a little bit more and it's a slightly higher capacity but i gotta imagine that we'll start with five five k in the stadium um if you win that lottery are you guys going i will say that i will be comfortable to go with unvaccinated comfortable with this configuration um because I would have to imagine that they're going to do things like either timed entry or you for certain sections of the stadium, you enter at certain entrances and then you can't really bounce around the stadium too much. Like there's there's mm -hmm. black and blue stores at every corner. There's yeah, the same stuff at every corner. You might, you're might you not going to go to the brew hall um, in any meaningful capacity. So I, I think it'll be more than enough. I think they'll figure out a lot of concourse stuff and bathrooms. Mark, Rodrigo, are you guys going to go? Um, yeah, I'll probably go. It'll, I'll also be very curious to see what they do for the tickets. Like when they f first canceled last year, they said that, you know, your season ticket, uh, payments for, uh, you know, the 2020 season are being rolled over so that your 2021 season is paid for. And then if they have games, then you'll have avail availability to buy your seats and buy those tickets. So I'm curious if, uh, since they're not going to have a full season this year with like full capacity, if, the way they set it up is going to be that instead of having like uh you know a certain portion of your season ticket stuff going to that if it's just going to be like you have the ability to buy these tickets outside of it and we're going to roll it over again to next year i i'll be curious to see what they do with it from from what i understand based on both my conversations with ticket reps and what others who have had conversations the the idea some of the options that are being thrown around are things like um, you know, you could take, you know, say you get one out of every four matches or you qualify, you can take part of your season ticket credit that you've already paid for and apply it to that match. And then obviously they'll just keep track of however many matches you can't go to, which will be three out of four at this rate. Um, probably will roll that over into next season. Um, I'd, I'd imagine that that's how that they would do it. I can't. I can't imagine that they would say, "Hey, season ticket holder, you got the lottery. You can now buy these tickets in addition to what you're paying for your season tickets." And it's like, I can see them taking your credit and applying right. that toward whatever matches. But that's, that's what I was going to say because I, I would not like if I'm I'm already paying. So like, if you tell me I want to pay just to be, if I get picked, that's a bunch of bull, and I, yeah. I would not do that. Just take it but, off my tab. Yeah, I'm, only, I'm like, what am I paying for then? That's the whole point of me paying if you're not going to give me first priority at all. 
I'm pretty hopeful that they will do that. Yeah, Yeah. I'm pretty hopeful that they will do that. I think they just want to get butts in seats, and especially if they already have I also think they'll probably have, like, every two rows, you can, they'll fill one row or something like that, or... Or figure out how how they're going to do the spacing. With, with the I think suit. it's going to be pretty easy to space people out yeah. with only yeah. five thousand. And and, and I I would say like be prepared to have the equivalent to what your season ticket is because they may have to move your specific oh, yeah. seat to allow for proper spacing between See, bubbles. My seats are in the second row and we have the padding on them. So, so I hope yeah. they provide seat cushions. Yeah, just I, bring your pillow. Yeah, I um, need that. Uh, Karen Fangmeyer is here on the podcast today. I um I made a uh, <laughs> made a bet with David Zeller of the uh, um, Dave's I Know podcast that there would be a hundred percent in the stadium uh, by September first. Was that a bad bet? Yeah, we, we both it's had a, bad bet. a few. So what did you bet? Depends on what you bet. Um. I think a bottle or the amount of liquor over $80. He wanted like an entire like month free of drinking at the bar. And I was like, dude. <laughs> yeah, don't you give that to Zeller. I bartend for you at the bar. I know how much you drink. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not that. You're putting my kids through college. Come on. I was like, but. That's an um, open no, tab. So it, but it, it's, a, it's an expensive bottle of, of liquor. We've not decided which one. So um, I, I I'd say would Pisco. Say, yeah, Chilean Pisco. That's not what I'm asking sure, about, yeah, guys. I'm that's only twenty dollars. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I'm at, bad bet. Would you take that bet? Uh, no. I would take Zeller's side. I, yeah, I don't. I, I don't I think, think we're going hundred percent. Zeller did a good job on the bet. Yeah, and I was. I think. However, what I what I will say though, I could see us being at full capacity for the last couple of matches and into the playoffs, assuming we we make that run in. That was my my real mistake. No, or assuming I mean assuming that like a children's vaccine gets approved. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's move on then. Um, Hassani Dotson gets called into the U.S. men's national team uh, for the under twenty three for the Olympic qualifiers. These games are having happening this week. We've got Thursday, March eighteenth, uh, at four thirty p.m. against Costa Rica, who are a, a, a very good side. Um. Then March 21st, uh, Sunday, uh, 6 p.m., and then uh, the 24th, which is uh, Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. against the Mexican team. Uh, This is pretty big. If we can get into the Olympics, it would make for a pretty great summer with uh, both the the men and women playing in the Olympics. Um, It's going to be – it's not going to be easy, though, but Hassani Dotson in in there, that is pretty exciting. One of the, I was reading, I forget which player it was that people were, I think it was Matt Doyle, who was just beside himself over, I forget which player that wasn't called up for it. Is it the one, is his name started with a T? I think so. Yeah. I I, I actually don't know. I'm just going to assume. And one of the, apparently, uh, was it, who's the the coach for the U23? Jason Christ. Jason Christ, yeah. Um, Yeah. His reasoning for Hassani Dotson was, his positional flexibility, which we have all on this podcast deemed as the chaos eight. And like, that's the reason that he brought him in. He can only have so many players and he wants to have flexibility for formations and subs. And it's like, yeah. yeah and he also commented that he thought uh, Hassan could play higher up the field than he has been playing with Minnesota as well. That he's a uh, much better of an attacking 
that he's really been kind of given opportunity for at Minnesota. So, yeah, I'm excited. We'll Bangers see. for gold. Uh, I mean, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a really tough tournament, just because. Yeah. I mean, everybody. I mean, so with the uh, Olympic qualifying, it's not a FIFA sanctioned uh, tournament, so therefore clubs aren't required to release people. So basically, everybody on the roster for the U.S. are MLS players, and the tricky part of that is that Costa Rica and Mexico are on the well, the European schedule, if you will. Um, so they're all, they've all been playing. They're all in form. And so all of the, our entire roster pretty much going in there has not been playing since, you know, October or November competitively. So we'll see how it goes. Um, it's going to be on Fox Sports 1. I'm going to have it on at the bar. Um, so, and I'll, I gonna, believe I'll be able to get all those games on at the bar. So you're going to have the other United games on the bar too? The Minnesota United? Yeah, yeah. Well, there was. I was going to save that for um. The, so people asked about that in the Twitter questions. Nah, uh, okay. You should read the notes. No, I was just going to say because um, how many minutes do you think totally Dotson gets out of these three games? Oh, I I hope he's a sub at most. Like, I don't know, maybe forty to sixty minutes total. I was going to say a hundred minutes. That's be my guess. Yeah, I, I was going to say I guess thirty. I don't know. I don't know the U23 team well enough to know what, what we're going to see. So, yeah. And um, it also depends on, like, say, like, their right back goes down and he, they need someone to fill in. Like, we've seen he can do that. So, it do, all kind of depends, too, on the circumstances involved of how he yeah. gets on the pitch. I just, I just want a month free of drinking at the bar. That's what I'm just trying to get, you know? Oh, you want to bet? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's not <laughs> going to happen. I'd actually. <laughs> Wait, so so now for now on like anytime we want to like just drink for free we're like hey Wes get, I have yeah. a bet. Get, <laughs> get a few drinks um, and start start getting me to prognosticate it happens a lot I usually don't make that stupid of bets but uh, every once in a while apparently I do um, <laughs> see so uh, Minnesota in roster news um, uh, Minnesota United added uh, made a transfer um, Sam Gleedle uh, who came from Reno nine one one was uh, transferred to uh, remember that guy FC, uh, so he will he will be prime trivia candidate uh, category in in the the coming years. Uh, you actually could do it one month from now because I, I will <laughs> I will forget that he played. Rest in peace, Sam. Uh, I mean, he, your... he was technically only on our roster for like what one regular season match and then the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I yep. don't know. Because we, we brought in the trio Reno right trio. <laughs> the yeah. short pants trio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, alas, Sam, uh, we hardly knew ye. Um, Ozzy uh, was officially announced with a one-year contract. And uh, um, this this came from at Soda 11, Sodas, at Sodas 11, um, kind of uh, put out some news from Minnesota United, which is... Um, I'm going to say his name is Aziel Jackson, um, who's a, a academy kid from New York Red Bulls, uh, is training for with Minnesota United, which doesn't really tell us anything other than, like, I don't know, I'm kind of a sucker for a random roster intrigue since we literally have none and there's... I mean, he, it's, he could end up as an amazing player for Ford Madison. Like, God, who is the one guy who... Oh, God, what was the kid's name who oh. was like with us for training and then ended up at Ford Madison? Yeah. Jiro? Jiro. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Jura of fun. Dreams of Goals. Yep. Yes. Zeal Jackson. So, um, Crossfire premiere. Yeah. You'll get caught up in the. Minnesota United uh, announced that they signed Juan Agudelo as a free agent watch, which I think ends Ramirez's watch for us, or at least delays it, right? Um, Agudelo is just on a year contract with Minnesota. He has a, the club has an option on him. Um, this is, you know, he's a signing. He, he was several years ago five, six years ago, hyped as kind of the next big thing, a superstar in the making for for the U.S. He has never really lived up to that, but I don't know. What, what do you guys think? I feel better than feel better about him than any of our other striker acquisitions that were afterthoughts or... Like Aaron Schoenfeld? You think it's a better move than Yeah, him? or even Kai Kamara, to be honest. <sighs> sure. Like, looking at at the way that Agadello plays, it looks like it could fit better with a Reynoso behind him. Um, you know, I don't know if he would fit the mold of what we had hoped Luis Amaria was going to be, but, you know, it's it's solid. It, I'm not going to complain about it. Uh, it's, it's not bad. The only thing that's scary is the fact that he's probably our only scoring threat option as a, as a forward at the moment. And so... Um, I mean, I I think I mean we last year we proved that we didn't we need a forward to score, we just needed some wingers that can shoot, and so we still have Lude, and so we still have Reynoso, and we'll see who gets plugged in as a rotating chair on the left wing, and and hopefully they can shoot right and 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 do it well, um, and so that's what, so I'm not extremely concerned as the aspect of getting a forward now, but we are pretty thin, so like. I think we only have two forwards, and so we'll see what happens within the next, you know, transfer window aspect of it. But we'll, you know, it's 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 okay. It's not it's not the greatest, but it's it's okay. I think he's a fine signing so long as there's something better coming around the corner. In that, he's he plays striker, great because we have literally just you know a can of Australian beer for a striker right now, and so. Might as well get him in there. He seems to be a little more uh, versatile in that, like, he's not just a striker. He can play on the wing, too. Um, the only thing I was – I'm going to go on a tangent here. The only thing I was Do concerned it. about is that, like, I saw somebody say something like, oh, someone – like, Adrian Heath, the striker whisperer, can work some magic with him. I was like, stop it. Like, Adrian Heath has never been a striker whisperer, and just stop that because it's just bullshit. Uh, and so, yeah, that's my only thing is, like, I – I, the, the only thing that gives me pause about this is that as far as all the stuff that we talked about, Adrian Heath, as once he's taken over the technical like signing side of things, he's hit on all the signings outside of strikers. And I don't know if it's his like past, you know, being a striker that is just a blind spot for him that he thinks he can mold somebody into it. But like he's been terrible at signing strikers. So that's the only thing that I don't have confidence in in this. And if ideally, if there is somebody down the road, like, you know, in the um, June summer transfer window, window, then yes. But, oh, I don't know. I, um, Adrian Heath signs strikers the way Spinal Tap has drummers. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's good. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I will say about this. So even like Rodrigo said, we've proven that we can kind of do the the no striker thing. The loot is the false nine or, or whatever you want to call it. Um 
the season start to the opening of the secondary transfer window, which aligns more closely to Europe, is a lot shorter than it used to be. Like our season is going to be back heavy. Um, so getting to that halfway point or getting to that summer transfer window, we've got what probably six fewer games than we normally would. So that's, you know, I'm, I'm a little hopeful there that um, if there is something coming in the summer, um, we don't have to wait as long. And it's not going to be a Reynoso situation where he doesn't show up till fucking September. Yeah, yeah. the other thing that's concerning about that too is that the U.S. Open Cup qualifying uh, requirements are that the top eight teams from MLS, um, the top eight American teams from MLS uh, is going to be based on the first three matches of the season. So if we don't oh, really? do well... I missed that part. Yeah. yeah, so if we don't do well against Seattle, Real Salt Lake, and whoever else we're playing... We are the you know runners up of the most of the previous U.S. Open Cup tournament, and we might not qualify. So that's the only one of the things that gives me pause is that for how weak we look on attackers right now, like I'm a little bit concerned going into like this whole like preseason right but now. But let me you know. So there's I want to say two things. One is uh, I have like 17 things actually to say. One is that. And this is the caveat always of these preseason games. We have a month until the first game. There are several players coming in before then, right? So we don't need to panic now. I mean, panic. Everyone panic. But we don't need to pretend now that that's going to be the case because we know that some players are going to come in. But I, I would say that um, we can we can look at Agadello and think it's very likely that he is going to play a a pretty decently big role in the first part of the season. And now we may sign someone before the season, a, a DP striker or a big striker, um, but likely it's going to come in the summer or something like that. Um, the The other thing, I, I guess a random question to ask is, do you think that we, you know, if we only got to f sign one, one of those players now before, one of these positions now before the beginning of the season, is it that, left winger or is it the the striker for me it's for sure the left winger like we've shown that we can get by without a striker but it's only because we have the ability to score from our wings uh whether that's uh lewd finley on the, the right or molino on the left and so long as we have someone who can come in and fill that role that molino had i mean he was our leading goal scorer we, like we need somebody to come in and fill that role if we don't have that then the whole kind of game plan just kind of washes away a little bit. I mean, if you look at currently, we have in the midfield, we have Ja'Cory Hayes, we have Ozzy, we have John Gregush, we have Reynoso, we have sort of Checo, and we'll talk about that later. We have Finley, we have Lude, we have Dotson, and we have Trap. So you're trying to figure out who's going to play on that left. I mean, either you, you, either you ask Ethan to play that way, or or you give Dotson a try with his current his current way this is going. No, no. That's... You either put Lude no, on no, the no, left, no, no, which no. you don't want to see. You could put Bebelo on the on the left and put um You could use a and then you could put Lude in the Lude as a ten and then No, I think you worked at it. Yeah, you no. could do that. But I, I think you could just put Bebelo on the left and play a four three three with the street. I mean, I will not like it when he does that, but that that would also be the the option to do, right. especially and, if you have Dotson as that um, kind of uh, forward-moving, um, attacking midfielder. 
Right. And I also think also too we have the I don't I don't know if the MLS kids the draft kids if they get signed or what the deal is with that. But we did we did sign some 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 prospects in that aspect of it. So bring on bring on Wea. Bring on Wea. Throw no 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 no. You guys, we are not a shitty team from 2017 2018. We don't need to rely on the super draft to fill our starting lineups because we made it to the Western Conference Finals and we were 10 minutes away from the MLS Cup. We're not a shitty team. Toronto is not going to run out their super draft picks the first season. Seattle is not going to run them out. We're not a shitty team and we shouldn't act like a shitty team. Like every single one of those super draft kids, if we if we do sign them, should go on loan. Same with Wea, same with Emmings. I mean, Chacon should have gone on loan a while ago. Well, no Billingsley. I don't even so know he's... why he's even here. Like, they aren't our... No. Last bit, and uh, let's not kill this, because I'm just like, uh, I, what is there? What more is there to say about Tommy Chacon? Um, the, the team says that Andy Greeter reported for the Pioneer Press, this, this quote from Heath, um, we feel as though going back to Uruguay, playing in the first division there, will get his confidence back and get him back in the groove. Um he said of the 20 year he's 20 year old dude guys like we can get mason toy in the team and we can't get this kid in um the frustrating thing for me about this whole thing is that when he came here he was a u20 uruguay national team starter right yep and two years we saw glimpses in preseason games that were like, this is this is not bad. This, you know, this this may be able to do. He just needs to play. And then now with him being stuck in Uruguay with his friends and his and his girlfriend or or slash uh partner, um, you know, it's, Mate, it's mate mate. Uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's uh it, it it's just frustrating. It's like has he developed at all? Right, I mean, you just took two years out of this young kid's career, and and your answer is to send them back to the Nubio and see if they're willing to take them. I mean, who's gonna take them? Who's gonna look for what kind of a money yeah. amount of money are they gonna loan them out, and how much money Minnesota United is gonna have to eat in order for someone to take them, right? And then, you know, it it's not guaranteed at all what he what his development will be. I mean, if you are a young eighteen year old kid, you come to a different country. Whether you have communication issues or whatnot, like you're supposed to be told what to do and and shown the way and have someone you know be patient with you. I just don't know. Like it's fr- it just frustrates me because at the age of twenty, who knows if you'll make the Uruguay national team, right? And and it's just frustrating that there's no real answer, and we'll probably will never know. And also based on that quote, I just have one question because like I don't follow South American like. Basically, like, if it's not Brazil or Argentina, I don't really follow it too much. But, like, as far as the season goes, like, I just kind of looked up. I was like, oh, how many games do they have left this season? And I think they're in, like, the 13th of the 15th match weeks. So, so like, if the season's over and, like, like Danubia has, like, two matches left this season. Like, how, if he's mm. not playing with them now, he's not going to play with them in the next two or three weeks. And then they don't play again until August. So I don't really understand how any of this makes any sense at all. Oh. That yeah. is weird. I mean, and they had a deal. They, they technically said they had somewhat of a deal last year that they were fucking around. And they say they're close to a deal now. But I don't know. I mean, I just but don't even know. even if they are, like, even gonna, like, they don't play again until August, right? Yeah. So it's going to be like 
a long extended vacation and I have no idea what he's going to do in Uruguay besides just be what he's doing now in his Instagram feed, yeah. you know? All right, let's let's take a break. Uh, we'll come back. We've got a little bit of watch talk, and then we've got uh, some Twitter questions. Okay, here we are. It's the final uh, stretch of the podcast. We've got one watch, right? Do we have any? How many watches do we got, Mark? We got the one. Just who knew watch? It. Yeah, unless we unless the um you know the Bore watch. We'll see how that goes out, but it's not whole not like out. boring watch. Oh snap! You never know. We, we the, the jokes we'll, are the jokes are climbing. They're getting there. Yeah, I'll get one in. <laughs> that one that one sort of hit. Adrian, who knew uh, the the Stad Ren. Uh, Striker, what, what could we say about him? Um, Anything? He, uh, I I have not seen any news about it. So, no, there's really nothing new. I mean, the whole thing is that uh, you know, per Jeff uh, Reuter's article like about a month ago, is that they wanted to hold on to him because there was um, you know the chance of uh, qualifying for either you know Europa League or the Champions League, probably Europa. Um, They've been terrible since, I mean, I think this weekend was their first win since like either end of December or early January. January like they've been 17th. awful. Yeah. yeah. So they're pretty bad. And um, didn't, didn't they, they get they a new won- manager and the new manager doesn't, yeah. doesn't favor him? I've not seen that yet. Yeah, no, they did get a new manager, but like, I yeah, we'll see. I don't know. And the thing is like, if they did get a new manager, that means that you're going to suddenly renegotiate whatever you like work you had done negotiating with the current one about like, all right, well then maybe he'll leave at the end of the year. Now you're just restarting everything. So we'll see what happens. I mean, if you get a new manager and you're the person that has not gotten a lot of minutes, you're more than likely not going to get a lot of minutes and you're just going to be stuck there on the bench until someone gets injured and then you'll play. He didn't come off the bench in this uh, one nil win against Strasbourg over the weekend. So um, I've got this question from Dean Trefts. Um, Would you rather get two Tom Dom Dwyer's and you get to play 12 then. Oh, t- so you have 12 players. Or one Christian Ramirez. One Christian Ramirez, always. Yeah. Never, never, never. Like even two Dom Dwyers sitting on each other's shoulders wearing a trench coat will still not be <laughs> a single Christian Ramirez. I mean, Next question. Could, would you take a Dom Dwyer and a, and a Miguel Ibarra? Uh, no, because honestly, we just wouldn't be that... That much. We wouldn't be a better team. But um, imagine how good the dives would be when you have two of them falling at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that is true. We would get so many penalties. Um, uh, so at Easy Haw says, do you think it'll be possible if season ticket holders have to share coveted spots to request all the games from July onwards so I can watch our new deep DPs and a competitive team? I think Josh is on, or Easy Haw is on to something here. Yeah, that's a smart idea. <laughs> Except I want to be at the first games I'll just want to be at yeah. all of them. So I just want to be at a game at this point. Just like give me, give me whatever. I'd like to stagger them. I think everyone should get a chance. We should all have the same amount of shitty matches and fun ones. Yep. Um, and then I'll buy like and then if if they open it up to hundred percent, I'll I'll buy my tickets again yeah. for like you've already used them. Like I'll buy them again. I'll go. I can't wait till I get my um, 
FC Cincinnati tickets for you know for the lottery, whatever they decide to do. I'm be so excited to to watch FC Cincinnati with their eight hundred million dollar uh, squad. Um, with um, Joel's ninety nine says, how are we going to score? Is uh, Lud finally fit? Since that that has been the excuse for years, how can we get hopeful since we've just gotten worse and older? I enjoy your podcast. Thanks for doing it. Thank you, Joel. Um, have we gotten worse and older? I mean, not according to Mark. Mark says I don't think we've we, not gotten worse at all. I don't think we've gotten it's worse. True. I mean, I think I think we're I think we're losing. We have to figure out what is what's going to happen on the left. I think there's a case to be made for putting Reynoso on the left. Um, but what this makes me want to come back to is we had previously talked about we we had previously kind of not been upset about losing Molino uh, on this podcast and that you know it's not the greatest but but it's understandable you know he's getting kind of older he's had injuries um and maybe I want to revisit that and say like I think that <clears throat> that perhaps we're underselling um how important Molina was to us last year you know our top goal scorer um he, he certainly wasn't uh you know Bebelo is the reason we got into, did so well and we got to the semifinals and almost got to the finals but Molino is right up there and you know obviously we know we have to replace him but um I, I think there's a lot of positivity going in about Minnesota and Maybe this question from Joel's is is uh, hitting a point, which is that like, why should we be super positive? We've we've got um, Lud, Finley, you know, Lud and Bebelo are good pieces, but you're missing two major pieces of that attack. Maybe you keep Finley in there. Uh, we like Finley a lot, but I don't know. See, I'm positive because going previously, we've always been very bad defensively. And good defensive teams in MLS do very well, and they can you can get those games. And the thing is, like the nice thing about our roster right now is that if you start our goalkeeper, we are the strongest and deepest at our goalkeeper. And then going further down the field, we're pretty good. We're very deep at defense now. Our um, holding midfielders are very are getting deeper. We signed Will Trap. We have hopefully with by adding more depth to our fullbacks that will put dots in. In with Gregus, we have more depth there with uh, Corey Hayes and everything. And then going forward, the scoring gets tricky. But so long as we have that solid spine of defense, I think that's going to bode well, especially for a season where it's going to be another short season and it's going to be a lot of just the same, like wear and tear. Like having a solid defensive uh, backbone is going to be the key to the season. And we have that, which is why I'm optimistic going into it even without having anybody on the left wing or a striker i mean i just think that you know we we've gotten better right that's the, that's the obvious thing right i mean how we're not letting in as many goals as we did well, we got better from two ago, years right? ago so we are at a place where like we're improving right and we should shoot to improve like last year we just wanted to get one game past the playoffs. We wanted to get to the quarters, and we were able to do that. We beat SKC. You know, we we did things we weren't supposed to be. We didn't expect to do. So, like, yes, but but I also think that you know, like at the same time, like 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 I was, um, I I was just 
I understand how like people may think that we have or we are not talking enough about Molino's impact. And that's true in a sense, like we knew what he was willing to do. He was willing to score once he was set up by, by Bebelo and that relationship is key. But there was also many situations in where Lude was set up by Reynoso as well too. And Lude decided to pass instead of shoot. So like if Lude is in a situation where he understands now that the goals have to come from either of the wings and he's the one that's going to be getting the majority of the movement, I I I I see that you know he scored what nine goals last year, right? I, I can't see I I can I can see him scoring more than ten this year if that's the way we're going. And as long as we have someone else on that left wing that's willing to do either defensive work or just running work, and whether that be uh, whoever else we have, you know, you, whoever is on that wing that we can try to play in, right? It, it it could work. I think as long as the key to me is like if we lose Reynoso, then we lose all creativity. Right. And so, and that's where it becomes most dangerous. I see that's the only thing that worries me is like last year we saw how many years, how many times he was getting hit and hit. And I'm more, I'm more afraid of him getting a red card mm. than I am, than I am anything else or anything. Cause he's willing to, to fight and he's willing to fight for the ball. But I just think that we're in a position where if we, if we are able to solidify what we're going to do on that left, whether that's a rotation or whether giving other people opportunities to play up. That's going to be a main concern. I might, we proven last year that we didn't have to have a, a, a true 10-plus score as a forward, right? So um, yeah. uh, I want to get to this next question, which is um, Leo Spot says, how am I going to be able to watch games? Any wor- word on TV or streaming deal? Um, I have no idea. I mean, basically the team is... Um, you know, it's on Fox Sports North. So um, you can come to the Black Heart of St. Paul. That's what you can do. And right. I'll, I'll say this, you know, especially the nice thing is that the season is coming um, right about the time when um, I know. Corey, did you get your uh, shot last week? Or you've got it scheduled? Potentially, I will have had it by the time this podcast comes out. Excellent. Right. So, um, I got we'll, my we'll first, live together forever. I got my first last week, and uh, there's a decent amount of people who are getting theirs right now. Um, these 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 days, and so the nice thing is that the season, you know, even if like everyone's shots are not fully done by the time the season exactly kicks off, that pretty early in the season, people will be able to get these shots, and more and more people will be available. To, to come out and be around other people. Um, Blackheart obviously is going to do watch parties for home and away games, right? Because uh, I'm not going to be able to go to all the games in the stadium unless I like call up Bill McGuire and try to try to work something out. But I'm pretty sure he won't do anything for me. Um, it's the uh, it's the 55 one box. You should really bring the point ones with you. Just yeah, saying. Yeah, I should. I, I really need to go for that media pass again. Oh, shoot. that's right. That won't work. <laughs> just um, get the four of us up there with a thirty pack of hams. Yeah, yeah. Just, you guys can't bring those in here. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So at at the we'll have home watch parties as well because lots of people won't be able to watch, and so they can or watch. Um, uh, on on TV at the bar, and so uh, yeah, we're, we're I'm looking forward to that. So that's how you can watch Leo. Go um, steal a grandma's uh, Pfizer shot, put it in your arm, 
become a golden god, live forever, and uh, and and watch soccer at Blackheart. Those are those are the rules of the road. Or I also stole my parents' um, Comcast login. So eat the rich. Or <laughs> worst comes to worst. I mean, yes. Yeah. Become a become a Patreon subscriber. Join our Slack channel, and there may there may or may not be something there that you can use. All right. Last question. Mark Slider says, how should Dotson be utilized this season? Um, there's a couple. <laughs> yeah, let's just go with that. He's got three questions. I'm going with that one. <laughs> how should Dotson? No, no, read them, read them all. There's... Aside from Aside... striker, what position needs to be upgraded? And then third, in honor of the name Foster Langsdorf, should the new United kit have a bow tie? Is Foster Langsdorf, I guess Foster Langsdorf does have a little bit of bow tie to it, doesn't it? I think it's more mascot though. Oh yeah. What? Yeah, it was like more like the ruffle. What do they call him? Like a dicky? No, a dicky's like a, a turtleneck that like gets cut off. It's just like a ring you wear around your sweater. Yeah. Oh, I mean, still Foster cummerbund. Or, I mean, that definitely, works. definitely a cummerbund. I think that, that's a. I think Foster could have a, a ascot. I think that'd be good. I think. Do you think he and um, and Adrian Heath, um, sit around drinking Pinot Gris? They do that, and they hold their stemware with their silk scarves. Right. Adrian, Adrian, I think that you should play me at striker, right? And that's not a I Foster mean, voice. No, that that's a little too. Also, he's horrible. He's, he's an American. It's a great who Reno. Went to Stanford. Is it? Is it? What's what's Reno? Is a Renotion? Is that a Renotion accent? Yeah, it's a Reno nine one one. A Renotion accent. Yeah. Uh, um, Foster Langsdorf has uh, an English accent. I don't care if he's not English. Dotson, I don't know. Um, I, oh yeah, like, the real question. Mid for, forward midfield, like something, something in there. Who knows? Whatever. And he four two three one. I don't know. Play him I, in I the... think that we will not play this way. But there's lots of teams that play with uh, a guy who is that kind of. Um, it's not a number ten role, but it is kind of above the midfield, and it's kind of a. They press a lot. They. Um, Make runs into the box. They they do a lot. They do some of the passing connection work, but it's not meant to be the playmaker role. It, it is an attacking midfield role, um, and I think that th- there's a way we could play that. That's why I think if we have no um, left winger, putting Bebelo out there on the left and uh, Lude on the right, and Dotson in that role is is my my preference for it. No, I'll, and I'll be actually curious, like to see, like when um, when Jan Gregus is up is playing in the Euros this summer, like h- how uh, Dotson steps up because it, that's going to be his spot to take, and he should just go ahead and take it. And and it's also kind of a like it's we're we're getting close to like a make or break point for Hastani Dotson. Like he he's got to break into the starting eleven somehow, or we have to move him on to some to somewhere else. Like. He needs he needs that development. He's gonna get it with the Olympic qualifying, but and who knows? Shit, he might be our striker. I mean, I mean they're crazy. Question says, things. how should Datsu be utilized this season? Simple, often. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is the God. that is the insight you pay for, comrades. All right, this is the end of the podcast. Thank you everyone for listening to us. Thank you for supporting us. And, uh, you know, we'll hopefully see you around. Uh, maybe I'll see you at one of these U.S. games. I'll, I'll probably be at most of them. But, um, yeah, we'll see you soon. Thanks.